Hi, I'm Amira Khalid, and I'm the creator and host of Inspiring UAE Women, the one and only podcast focused on female leaders in the United Arab Emirates. I enjoy meeting and talking to female leaders and finding out how they charted their path to professional success. In my show, Inspiring UA Women, I will be interviewing and shining the spotlight on a diverse group of female leaders in the UAE and inspire women in the region with their success stories. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. I hope you enjoy listening to my podcast. And if you do, please subscribe and leave your comments and ratings on iTunes and Spotify. You can also follow the podcast on Facebook at Inspiring UAE Women Podcast or Instagram at IUAEW Podcast. You can also email me on inspiringuawomen at gmail.com to get in touch. My guest today is Noor Suwaid. She is the founder of Global Ventures, a UAE-based growth stage venture capital firm focused on global mindset, innovative growth stage companies seeking to transform emerging markets through disruptive enterprise technologies. Previously, Noor was the chief investment officer at the Dubai Future Foundation and a managing partner at Leap Ventures. Prior, Noor had joined her family business, Deepa, one of the world's largest interior contractors. She led the region's first listing on the Nasdaq Dubai and the London Stock Exchange, reaching a billion-plus dollar valuation. In parallel, Noor also founded Zen Yoga, the first yoga studio in Mina, which grew to become the largest chain of wellness studios in the Middle East before successfully exiting to a private equity firm. Noor is an active board member and director for a portfolio of companies, including several non-profit boards. She has been recognized as one of the world's top 50 women in tech by Forbes, the Arabian business 100 most powerful Arab women, and received the Arab Woman Award for Finance. Before we get into the interview, I wanted to share some facts and figures on VC. Within the United Arab Emirates, venture capital funds are primarily focused on technology and tech-enabled companies. Historically, there has been a heavy focus on localized versions of global e-commerce and urban mobility companies, as well as digital content players offering Arabic language content. In the past couple of years, there has been an increased interest in health tech with COVID-19 driving a lot of the interest. Fintech, food tech, logistics, and last mile and edtech. Globally, in Q4 2020, VC-backed companies raised 80.8 billion US dollars, while VC-backed companies in the Asia region raised 25.2 billion US dollars. Now the question is, how much of this funding did female-led startups receive? An analysis led by Crunchbase into the US markets determined that only 2.3% of funding went to women-led startups in 2020, which was a drop from 2.8% in 2019. The 2.8 figure, while minor, was an all-time high and was a result of years of increases. Also, only about 12% of decision makers at VC firms are women, and most firms still don't have a single female partner. Let's move on to the interview with Noor now. Thank you so much for joining me on my show, Noor. It's an absolute pleasure to have you. My first question to you is, was it your goal to always work in this field? Amira, thank you for having me on the show. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, no, it was not always a goal to work in this field. My goal when I was uh, younger was to be a lawyer. 
um, which I've clearly miserably failed at. So, because <laughs> now I work in this field. My next question would be, what would you say has been, if you've had one, your greatest challenge in the venture capitalist world? I think in venture capital, the, the job is several jobs together. It's partly fundraising, which is always a challenge. And then it's deploying capital, which means that you have to find founders and then support the founders, creating values in other jobs, or really working with the founders to be able to help them grow their companies and, and achieve their success. And then ultimately exiting and realizing that value. So there's so many different jobs and each one really has its own challenges. Can you tell us a bit more about your journey and your decisions that led you to starting up Global Ventures? Yes, so my journey is very unconventional in the sense that it's really all over the place. I started my career in consulting and then I worked in family business. I was also an entrepreneur. Um, and those are three different industries. So when I was consulting, it was in biopharma. When I was in family business, that was in contracting. When I was an entrepreneur, that was in yoga and wellness. And then I discovered that in some ways, it was much harder to be an entrepreneur than to work in a billion dollar public company. And so I started taking a look at why and what are the challenges and it became very clear to me that the right strategic capital is instrumental to growth for young companies and, and large companies. Access to capital markets is fundamental. And so really started to think through why is there such a dearth of capital in our part of the world in the Middle East and Africa and what can I do to really work with the founders. And I had struggled at Zen Yoga in scaling the company and finding the right capital. And so really thought through what are the issues here? Where are the gaps? And how can I as an entrepreneur address those gaps? Are there any specific global ventures investments that you're particularly proud of? That's like asking a mother if there's a child she's particularly proud of. <laughs> so <laughs> we are proud of all of our investments. I think at Global Ventures, we have a little bit of a different perspective. We are very much a venture capital firm that's driven by intentional investing, as we call it. So really companies that change the world a little bit, if not a lot. So companies that address issues like financial inclusion, healthcare inclusion, education speak very dearly to us. I wanted to pick your brain on your views on gender equality, especially as a woman in VC. Do you think anything is being done to address the gender disparity in the sector? So I think in venture globally, there's fewer females than males, and the region is no different. What is being done isn't really specific to venture. It's about industries. So I think that the gender disparity in the sector is representative of the consumers of technology historically. And as we shift more towards technology disrupting sectors where women are more prevalent, like education and healthcare and other sectors, we will start to see an increasing number of women in the technology space. Would you say that women generally are not attracted to this type of work, maybe on the basis that it's harder for them to break through or raise funding, perhaps? I don't think so. I think that when it comes to technology and engineering, those are not very social professions. And women do tend to be more social, especially in the Arab culture. And I think that that, that makes them a little bit less attractive as professions, sitting behind a computer all day doing the coding engineering. But if you take a look at startups and tech companies, that's not all they do. 
that is one function within these companies. Others are sales, which you know are, is a social profession, um, as well as marketing, PR, building the organization, organizational design, operations, accounting. So as these companies that are very young at this point in time grow and allow for departments within them to grow, I think we'll see more and more women. Would you say that there are advantages for companies that have women on the board or in their senior staff in terms of funding or anything else? Definitely. We definitely take a look at the gender equality across the C-suite or the senior staff within a company as well as the co-founders. It's something we keep in mind and we know that other investors also keep that in mind. What are your thoughts about the evolving VC landscape in the UAE in particular? The VC landscape in the UAE is young. And I think there's a lot of people coming and going. It's very exciting. The governments are starting to invest from their sovereign wealth funds, which is fantastic for us all. And I think that we will continue to see it grow very, very quickly in the coming five years. Could you name a woman who has inspired you the most and why? One personally and one professionally, if possible. I think when I was younger, there was a, a minister, Sheikh Halukna, who was the first minister here, and I knew her from her days before she was a minister. She was always very well-spoken, very intelligent, very articulate, and always very elegant. So very inspirational in a professional sense. And the first time I met her was in Detroit, and it was many, many years ago. So that was always somebody I aspired to emulate in terms of the professionalism. And then on the personal side, you know, I think I'm very fortunate to be surrounded by incredible women, my mother and my grandmother, um, who always hold near and dear you know, the concept of family and what it means to be kind of bicultural rather than cross-cultural. Do you believe that being a woman impacts your leadership style? If so, what are some characteristics unique to being a female leader? You mean besides multitasking? I think that as a female leader, or as a female in general, we, we do tend to be more engaged socially as well as when you build relationships with people, starting more with listening um, and the empathy level tends to come more naturally to us. Not that it tends to be higher, but just it does tend to come more naturally. I also think that we take a look more at society as a responsibility. So as we invest and we deploy capital, it's how does this affect the hundreds of millions of people around us rather than does this affect my bottom line? We take a look at both and we take a look at both with sincerity. And my last question to you would be, Noor, what are three pieces of advice you would offer aspiring young women entering a male-dominated profession, such as venture capitalism, perhaps? Well, the first piece of advice I have is to ignore it. So that was what, what I did, but not by advice, just by virtue of I was in contracting, I was in consulting, you know, all very male professions, and then I was in venture. And if you take a look, when I went to do my MBA, it was less than 25% female. I don't think I ever noticed until I was 29. So it was really when somebody said, well, what's it like to be the first woman to run an IPO in the region? And I said, really? No one's done this before? So I think really ignore it. Just get on with what you want to do. It really, really doesn't matter at the end of the day. And find ways around what it is that are the obstacles in front of you. That would be the first piece of advice. The second piece of advice is, yes, we all know that you have to be twice as good as the men to get the same promotion. So go be twice as good as the men, right? You don't have to be better. You just have to be different. And that's sometimes enough. So seeing things from a different lens is a benefit. And that enables you to be twice as good, maybe not twice as much in the same quantification, but definitely bring something new to the table, lean into it. 
And the third piece of advice I have is really lean into your strengths. So as women, sometimes we undermine ourselves and our strengths, whether they are that we are more social, whether they are that we understand maybe education better or whatever it is, whether it is because perhaps we are softer in some ways and more empathetic naturally, lean into that. So empathy goes a long way with founders because you actually understand their challenges as opposed to trying to be more like the guys, be more feminine, lean into your femininity and that will take you further. Just be yourself. Nora, thank you so much again for being on my show. It was an absolute pleasure to have you. Thank you, Amira, for having me. It was a pleasure to be here. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Inspiring UA Women podcast. I really enjoyed talking to Noor about her journey and experiences as a female leader. I learned more about intentional investing, the impact of having more women in industry, and most importantly, how we need to focus on the work that needs to be done instead of the bias that we might face and leaning into our feminine strengths. If you'd like to reach out, feel free to connect with me on Facebook at Inspiring UA Women Podcast, Instagram at IUAW Podcast, or email me on inspiringuawomen at gmail.com. See you next Thursday.